Rooted Together podcast, the podcast which aims to root you in Christ through his word together. I'm your host, Charles Higwood, and today we are in Joel chapter 2, and it is by far my favorite chapter in the book of Joel. I like chapter 2 primarily because it is a chapter of hope and restoration. It is a chapter that screams from every word that, yes, there is judgment for sin, but God is good and righteous to forgive and restore. In Joel chapter 2, you have this idea of the the army of the Lord, and it's an army that is led by God himself coming to judge the people of Israel, and it's often referred to here as the day of the Lord, and that is terrifying to some, and to others, it is a day of celebration because God's restoration will arrive. Now, one of the verses for my highlight that I picked was verse 12 and 13. It says, yet even now, return to me with all of your heart, with fasting and with weeping and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. I picked those two verses out of the many verses that I could have picked, and and there's a lot, and you probably look through and you may have picked different verses, and I understand that. I would have picked about 10 verses if I didn't have to limit it to a certain amount of space, which maybe is a good thing because it invites me to just meditate on those two verses a little more. Uh, whatever God just highlighted for you, there's so much in this chapter that just goes on about the graciousness and the loving kindness of God and the slow anger of God. So now let's go to the explain. You see, the promised day of the Lord is terrible and it's inevitable. You can't get around it and it will be awe-invoking and fear-invoking for those who don't know Christ. It is supposed to inspire fear. I mean, the whole idea is that it's an, a conquering army riding in, but God rejoices in repentance and not in judgment. He calls his people back to him even now. So even as the day of the Lord approaches, he offers redemption and he offers them restoration for those who truly repent. This idea of return and rending the heart goes far beyond a performance art or performance service here. Uh, and you might read, rend your garment and wonder what is happening with that. We want you to rend your heart, not your garment. And that's the idea of in that time they would rip their clothes to show that they were mourning or, or sorrowful. And what God is saying is, I don't want, I don't want the performance art of ripping of the garments. I want your heart. God cares more about the repentance in your heart than he does the performance you put on and how you act like you're sad. They would put on sackcloth and throw ashes on their head and all kinds of things. And and some people were very genuine in that. But what happened over time is that genuineness went away and it became rote routine. It became something of a, a performance art that if I do this enough, God will forgive me. If I do it 
the, the ritual the right way. And what God is saying is, I don't want that. I want you to rend your heart. It's not performance art. It's true sorrow. God wants true repentance, a repentant heart. Here's the thing. God is not a grumpy old man. Sometimes I, I get, we read the Old Testament, and we, we get this picture of God sitting in heaven with a grumpy face, just, you know, always shaking his finger at us. And the thing is, there is a price to pay for sin. Read Joel chapter 1. God takes sin seriously, and when he shows up, it's going to be terrible. The day of the Lord is terrible. And when he shows up on the day of the Lord, it is as a conquering, destructive army for those who have not repented. There's a price to pay for sin. But he's not a grumpy old man who is beyond forgiveness. In fact, he is a loving God who delights in forgiveness and delights in relenting from judgment to those who repent. The love of God outweighs his anger. Now let's get to the apply. How would we apply that? Even as I confess sin, I must do so with a repentant heart. It cannot be from this rote routine. It's just part of my schedule. I I repent because I, you know, or I confess sin. That's just what I always do. And by the way, confession of sin is a great thing to practice. But it can become routine. God, I'm sorry for this sin again. And when it becomes routine, we run into a bit of a problem. We run into the problem of this performance art. It's just what we do. You know, we're at the small group. Hey, guys, I have to confess this. And and it just becomes this thing you do and you expect. And if you've been in a small group, you may have experienced this, where you just have someone who confesses the same sin every single week and then for years, and there's no change. God wants true repentance, and that repentance it involves action. It involves outward displays of sorrow, but it comes from a heart that truly wants to repent. And if you love God more than the sin, you will stop doing it and turn to Him. So we continue on another way that we could uh, put this into practice, apply this to your life and my life, is that that I need to embrace God. I need to embrace God as I repent. And I need to ask the question, am I repenting out of fear for being caught in sin, or am I repenting because of fear of the consequences of sin, or am I repenting because I love God and I know that He loves me? There's a difference. There may be times I need to follow my face before God and just pour out my heart to him. So let's now get to the respond. And I chose to respond again with a prayer, and I'll end with this. Father, I thank you for your steadfast love. I praise you, for you are slow to anger, and instead you abound in love. Let me heed your call to repent and return. Let me confess my sin with a repentant heart. Jesus, I praise you for you took the cross in love. Help me to fully rend my heart to you. Let me tell others about your love for them as well. Holy Spirit, search my heart. Rend it to yours. Bring me to fasting and to weeping over my sin. Guide my steps as I return 
to you. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to Rooted Together, and I look forward to joining you in Joel chapter 3 next time. I'll see you there. <laughs>